0: I'm Andrew Schweitzer, and you're listening to the Boxing for Free podcast. What a weekend uh, of boxing we've just had. I I really mean that. There were some good moments, some not-so-great moments, but after it was all done, I thought, wow, I really can't wait to finish work Monday morning so that I can get home, start work on the podcast, and this is why I love doing what I do, because... Just gets me excited about the sport. There's a lot of good things coming up, so let's not waste any time. Let's start talking about the not-so-good. Uh, Rios versus Chavez. There is something about this fight I was just thinking it's not going to end well. There's just something. I can't put it together. First, there was the problem with Chavez's visa, and it looked for a while that... Chavez may not be able to get into the country, but then uh, top ranks, uh owner Bob Aram, he called Senator Harry Reid, and Harry Reid's office was able to fix a problem so that Chavez was able to get into the country. Now if they could just fix a problem with all those other people who are trying to get into the country, I'm going to hell for that joke no matter what. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, so that that problem got solved. Then, as soon as the fight starts, it's a really to uh, toe slugfest, and you can tell that uh, Rios is sort of in his element. But then the fouls start. Uh, Vic Draculich, he gives Chavez just one warning for holding, and then I don't know where he takes a point off, and I thought. Well, hold on. If you were uh, if you were Lawrence Cole, you would have given at least you know 40 warnings before you finally took a point. And even I know that's a bit absurd. Lawrence Cole would give 90 warnings before he actually took a point off. Uh, so that happens. Then Rios just kind of uh, it looked like he threw Chavez to the canvas, but watching it again, it kind of looked like they both got tumbled. And Rios just kind of let Chavez go. It's like, here, I'm just going to drop you off here. And Vic Draculich said, no, you threw him to the canvas. Point off for you. <laughs> and then, you know, there are more fouls. There are rabbit punches. Their heads are colliding. And then in the ninth round, he just calls a halt to the contest. And... You're like, oh, no, because I had Chavez ahead by one point, And I'm watching this and I'm thinking, no, why would you do it? That, that's so stupid. And what's worse was that uh, Jim Lampley was uh, saying, you know, we've got to find out what, you know, why uh, Dracula stopped the fight when he did. I certainly couldn't see why he stopped it. And then they don't ask him. They're asking Rios, they're asking Chavez. None of them can give good answers. So why not ask Draculich? Oh You dropped the ball, HBO. You really frickin' dropped the ball on that one. person who also kind of dropped the ball? Brandon Rios. Sorry, but he didn't look that great out there. I, I thought, okay, maybe some time off after the loss to Manny Pacquiao, as well as... The uh, suspension for the uh, drugs. You know what? Maybe he can work on the head movement more, work on establishing the jab more. But during the whole fight, you could say, or sorry, you could hear Robert Garcia saying more head movement. You know, you know, pop the jab. I, I kept hearing more and more about head movement, but no, because we all know Brandon Rios really gets his jollies when he gets a concussion. It. Uh, I I was kind of expecting a bit more, like. Kind of the same old Rios, but with something new to him. Like, hey, no, I'll uh, I'll still land the hard shots, but I'm going to make him not land any of his. And, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but is anybody else... When you heard Brandon Rios speaking afterwards, did his speech sound a little slurred? I don't know. Feel free to say, no, Andrew, you're an idiot. And that's just not how he sounds, no, I don't know, I thought his speech sounded a little slurred, uh, I would like to see the fight happen again, believe it or not, because I think that they were putting on a pretty good show, and I think Draculich's problem was that he was just annoyed, and, uh, Andre Ward said that after, uh, Rios tossed, uh, Chavez to the ground, that, Draculich was uh, trying to take control, so that's why he took the point off. I don't know why he would do such a thing. I mean, you're the referee. Obviously, you're the one in control. Just give him a warning and say, hey, I'm not going to tolerate any of that. If you do that again, I'll take a point off or I'll just disqualify you. Why take a point off without giving him a warning? It's a bit bizarre. Anyway, let's move on to, uh, the good of the evening, and that was Sergei Kovalev. This dude is a freaking beast! If you haven't seen his, uh, fight with, uh, Blake Caporello, well, go and watch it, because it's just gonna be, a, a like, 90 seconds of your life, well, okay, four and a half minutes if you want to be technical, four and a half minutes of, uh, Kovalev, and... Here's uh, what what surprised me was that uh, in the first round he was the one getting knocked down, but then when you see the replay, you see oh Caparello uh, had stepped on his foot and uh, landed the punch, and that's what caused him to lose his balance and fall. But that didn't really matter to Kovalev because he just came back in the second round and uh, knocked the guy down three times. And he also landed this body shot. Uh, I think it was a uh, a, a right hand. I, I I can't remember clearly, but he landed this body shot, and it looked like it just tapped him. He uh, Caparello got that on the end of the punch, and it, it just looked it just kind of taps him, but that drops him, and obviously big win for Kovalev, and that sets him up for the biggest fight of his career. Or anybody's career and that is against Bernard Hopkins and that is going to be happening this November apparently it's already agreed on and this is going to be happening just two months before Bernard's 50th birthday so uh, I've got some audio of uh, Hopkins because he was there and yeah Bernard Hopkins I, I guess this fight is going to be happening on HBO Showti- uh, Bernard Hopkins, a guy who's been on Showtime his past couple fights, is going to be fighting on HBO again. I, I feel like I'm in the Twilight Zone. But, no, I, I think it's great, good, uh, let's end this stupid Cold War. And uh, let's listen to what Hopkins had to say when he was interviewed by Max Kellerman. I always ran to the fire, not away from the fire. That's my personality, and that's who I am, and that's what my career has been built on. I come from an era that's not the era today, but I just happen to be here, fortunately, through hard work, right? But now I get to show at this stage uh, something that you could never imagine, Max or anybody that's listening at home or here, that I can possibly pull off the undisputed twice in one career and be the champion in the division that won four major titles like when I done when I fought Oscar De La Hoya. So Hopkins once again chasing history, tempting fate, attempting to turn back the clock maybe for the last time oh, come on, he's not, he's he's going to go after Adonis Stevenson if he's successful. And you can't help but feel bad for Adonis Stevenson because he did the whole deal with Al Heyman and then he uh, appears on Showtime. It all seemed like they were gearing towards a fight with Bernard Hopkins. And then, no, Hopkins uh, does a swerve and he says, uh, nope, I'm going to fight Kovalev instead. Which is interesting, because if he beats Kovalev, and I'm not ruling out that possibility, if he beats Kovalev, he's got this advantage over Stevenson. He can say, I beat the guy that you didn't want to fight. I beat the guy that you went over to Showtime to avoid. And who knows how that would play out against Stevenson, but uh, either way, it's a fight that I'm looking forward to. Uh Kovalev has said that he uh would he's not gonna try to uh, knock out Bernard, Bernard Hopkins. Uh Kellerman kept saying, you know, we've seen Hopkins lose against Dawson and Kalzagi, but uh we've never seen him knocked out on the canvas. Uh but uh Kovalev wasn't having any of it. He's like, No no no, I'm just gonna try and win. But uh <sighs> Wow it's, it's a fight that I'm really looking forward to. And, uh... I just hope that it doesn't suck. Uh, that That's my big concern. Please don't let this fight suck. You know, we as boxing fans deserve better. I'll get to why in a little bit. But, uh... You gotta wonder, how does Bernard Hopkins keep doing it? I'm an alien. Oh. Okay, well then, um... Moving on, and, uh we're going to be talking about the big fight this Saturday night that nobody gives a crap about. Danny Garcia versus... versus Rod. What the hell am I doing here? Salka. Oh, my God. Oh, jeez, This fight is painful to talk about. And what's worse, I, I, I can't tell if this is good or bad, but, um... The WBC and the WBA, those titles are not on the line. So, (laughs) they're not on the line because they both agreed, uh, yeah, this guy is unranked. So, no, we're not going to be doing that. We're we're not going to, uh, we're not going to... you know, let this fight be for the titles because people already have enough reasons to hate us. Oh, uh, he, here's a quote from Garcia. Quote, To me, it doesn't matter, title fight or not. At the end of the day, it's my show and I'm going to put on a great performance for the fans. Oh, you better be. Oh, boy. Jeez, because after that uh, Herrera fight, you can't win either way if you're Danny Garcia. If you win, well, gee, you were expected to win. If you win in a dominant fashion, well, obviously, then it proves how much of a mismatch this fight was and how it shouldn't have happened. If you actually lose, then holy crap, how how overhyped have you been? That's what people will say. Let, let let's not let's not beat around the bush and pretend that people aren't thinking this. Maybe I'm the only one, but come on, I know that I'm not. I'm sorry, but if you don't like this fight, I'm going to say what I said a few weeks ago. Don't watch it. Boycott the fight. Don't be one of those people who say, oh, well, I've got to support the sport, you know. No. You do not have to support the sport when it gives you crappy fights like this. You, honest to God, don't have to watch this fight. Don't watch it. Boycott it. Turn your backs. Let the ratings plummet. Because we know, Steven Espinoza has said, I'm only going to talk about the ratings when they're good. So we know that uh, silence is not golden with Espinoza. So we know that if the ratings tank for this, and they better... They better tank for, uh... Garcia versus Salada. Or whoever the hell this guy is. I- I'm sorry, this fight is... I-, I think it might be causing a brain tumor. I hope not. But... Salka, that's his name. Ah, see? Now my head hurts. But... no boycott this fight don't watch it let the ratings tank and the networks will know okay fans actually have expectations they're not morons cuz that's what they think you are by putting this stuff on the air expecting you to watch it they think that you're a moron so say I am NOT a moron I'm going to listen to Andrew Schweitzer I'm not going to watch the fight I will stream the fight on YouTube after it airs, and hopefully before Showtime or CBS sends a complaint to YouTube and they take it down. Or just, you know, follow it on Twitter. Just, you know, subscribe to Dan Raphael, and, you know, when he's not making his terrible, crappy jokes, listen to how he scores the fight. And then watch it afterwards, but don't watch this fight if you are that set against it. I'm not going to be watching it, partly because I have to be working that night. But I'm glad I'm working, because now I have an excuse why I'm not going to watch this fight. Because it is not worthy of my attention. And if it turns into some big, massive slugfest that becomes fight of the year and uh classic that we recall decades from now, well, then I'm going to look incredibly stupid, but the odds of that happening are astronomical. Moving on. Okay, now, uh, I want to do something that, uh, I've never done before, but, uh, it's kind of a magic trick. I want you... Now, here's the thing. This is all pre-recorded, so you know that you're not listening to this live. I hope not, but, um, I want you to get up And go to your fridge just you you can do this while you're listening or you can pause just go to your fridge I want you to grab a carton of milk now even though you're at home and I'm here I'm going to tell you something about that milk that milk carton specifically actually I know for a fact that on that milk carton Andre Durrell is no longer taking occupants there, because believe it or not, Andre Durell had a fight this past weekend, or actually it was a Friday, but Friday night kind of counts as part of the weekend, yeah, he was on Friday night fights, his first fight in, what, I think, uh, uh, 18 months, another 18 month layoff, that's exactly what he needs, I don't know, against uh, Vladin Biose from, uh, oh, who cares where he's from, with a record of 15-4-2. Holy crap, did pulling out of the Super 6 tournament really hinder this guy's career? Because he had the controversial loss to Carl Froch, then he had the uh, amazing performance against Arthur Abraham, which unfortunately got overshadowed by the DQ Uh, win that he got after Abraham fouled him. And, yeah. He's just been kind of missing in action. And nobody knows what the hell he's up to. Uh, he says that he wants a rematch with Frotch. Good luck with that. There's talk of uh, Frotch versus Chavez Jr. happening. So, uh, if I were Andre Durrell, I would say, Alright. I will have a rematch with Arthur Abraham. I beat him the first time, and I'm going to prove that it wasn't a, a fluke. I'm going to do it again, and I will beat him more convincingly this time. I will do what I did in the first place, and that was just more or less ruin his career. Send it on the downward spiral. Spiral. I will continue that spiral. Because Abraham has been very busy since that uh, first loss, all the way back in 2010. He's had 12 fights, and, uh, he's gone 9-3, uh, not a lot of knockouts, though. He, you know, he used to be known as quite the knockout puncher, but now, not so much. He does, uh, have the WBO super middleweight title, so Durrell could set himself up for that it's such a shame because he is talented and his inactivity has really hindered his career when he could be at a totally different level right now but right now he's uh his career is just you know it's kind of like the mini me version of Andre Ward Andre Ward very talented fighter who uh very rarely gets to show off those talents moving on Okay, this is the last thing I've got for this episode, but you you, you probably saw it because uh, every boxing website or page that I like on Facebook has been promoting this like crazy, somebody's shown it to me at least once or twice, and it's Shannon Briggs confronting Vladimir Klitschko, either in training camp or out in public, and this one he did recently was at a restaurant. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I've i got the audio here for you, but basically I'm going to give you the gist. Klitschko's just sitting there eating, then all of a sudden enters Shannon Briggs. Briggs starts eating Klitschko's food, so Klitschko just pours a glass of water and dumps it all over Briggs. And Briggs goes nuts. Uh, here's the audio. What's up, kid? I told you, and when you go, I go. And when you go, I go, Champ. And when you go, I go, Champ. What you do I do, champ? I train you champ, you train him champ? Let's fight champ. Show the people what you do I do, what you like, I champ? What you like, I do, champ? Oh, Yeah, yeah. That's, right. that's right, that's right. Thank you, champ, I told you, everything you do I do. Everything you do I do. Thank you What up champ? some water? Thank you champ. Huh? Thank you Yeah? What up champ? 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 How you doing? I tell you. water? Yeah. Take it outside! Take it outside! That's Put water on my head! 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 A few points. First of all, why does Shannon Briggs keep repeating, you poured water on my head? The first time, it's kind of like a question. But the the, the the other times, it's like a statement like, You poured water on my head? You poured water on my head! You poured water on my head! Yeah, we know. It's on video. Second of all, if this is real, has Shannon Briggs lost his frickin' mind? I mean, I I don't understand why at the, at the age of 41 he's deciding to take a page out of young Cassius Clay's, uh, book of mind games and confront the heavyweight champion when uh... he could have done this years ago when he was still you know a competitive fighter uh, it, it's just kinda... I mean it's not to say that Briggs isn't competitive these days he's had four fights this year alone uh, in fact uh, his most recent one was at the end of June of this year uh, which he won by unanimous decision one sided and won the NABA heavyweight title uh, that's meaningless for those of you who don't follow boxing closely, but I, I just look at it, and I think, okay, but uh, shouldn't you be kind of working towards this? Klitschko couldn't be bothered. He, the, the whole time this is happening, Klitschko's just kind of sitting there like, oh, we're going to be doing this? Is this how it's going to be? Okay, I'm going to pour the water. And you can hear him say, have some water. It's almost like he's like, oh, an improv comedy routine. Okay, I'll play too. And splash. But uh, I went over this again and I thought, these almost seem staged. Why is it that there's always somebody with uh, with a camera conveniently located close enough so that you can see and hear this stuff? Maybe maybe I'm mistaken, for all we know I am, but uh, once again, I uh, ran this through our special Boxing for Free computers, and we picked up something in the audio, we enhanced it, and I don't know, I think I have found evidence that this might be scripted. I am going to uh, play that for you, again, I have not altered this, we've only enhanced uh, background noise so that you can hear what's going on. Take a listen. So are these real or fake? Uh, I'm talking about the, uh, the stunts that Briggs is pulling with Klitschko, not the audio you just heard. That was clearly real. But uh, these stunts with uh, Klitschko, are they... I keep saying they're stunts, but for all I know they're not, and I'm not saying that they are either. It just kind of seems a bit convenient, but the stunts themselves, are they real or, I don't know, are they something else? uh, to to Briggs' credit, he is going about them the right way though Uh, if he he wants to get a fight with Klitschko okay, keep fighting earn that NABF title even though it's meaningless and create attention for yourself so that people eventually demand it might happen, might not uh, either way, let's get out of here this episode's gone on long enough We hope you enjoyed the latest edition of the Boxing for Free podcast. You can find us at www.boxingforfree.com, twitter.com slash boxingforfree. Be like Arislandy Lara, Robert the Ghost Guerrero, Adonis Stevenson, and hundreds of others. Follow us on Twitter. You won't regret it. Go to youtube.com slash boxingforfree and facebook.com slash boxingforfree page. You can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Zoom, Podbean, and several other podcast directories. If you use iTunes, please give us feedback and a rating to let everyone know that the Boxing for Free podcast is your source for boxing news and commentary. I'm Andrew Schweitzer. Thank you for listening, and we hope you tune in next time. (coughs)